Greetings and salutations, men, women, and children of all ages. Welcome into No One Asked Us. He's Craig. I'm Logan. Uh, we got another exciting one for you. We had uh, some football finally into the first full week of college football. The NFL season is uh, a day away, and uh, we got we got plenty to talk about. As I said, he's Craig Choate. I'm Logan Lee. Give us a follow at No One Asked Us Pod. Uh, he's at Craig W. Choate. I'm at the Logan Lee. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, and as always, chapters are always in the description. Um, and yes, this is episode... <laughs> I can't not laugh at you for doing that. Uh, this is episode 69 of the pod. Uh, nice. Season nice. Two. Yes, our 69th episode. Very, very <laughs> nice. Uh, episode 7 of season 2. Um <laughs> Yeah, let's just kind of get into this thing. Craig, how's it going, man? What's going on in your world? Anything new? It's been a busy week. Sorry we didn't get to you yeah. sooner. Uh, normally, we've been putting these up on Monday evenings. Uh, we're a little we're a couple days behind now. So apologize uh, for that. Um, so not going to get any much of a – well, you really weren't going to get an instant reaction from a Friday night football game from us anyway. But yeah. you're especially not going to get that from us now. But how you doing, man? You good? Life good? Good. Yeah, spent the weekend, uh, spent the holiday weekend at home. So obviously Monday was a holiday. Driving back to Louisville last night, so I was unable to record. So back in Louisville now, ready to rock and roll and get into football season um, fully. Now you were, um, you were traveling quite a bit. Yeah, I was. I wasn't tracking you necessarily. <laughs> um, but I thought about it. Bugged late. my phone. So, well, no. Okay. Well, hear me out. I thought about <laughs> it super late in the week last week that you weren't going to the game in Bloomington on Friday night. Yeah. thought that's the closest opportunity you're going to get to see Illinois play without having to drive all the way to Champaign. Yep. Like in my mind, I thought you'll surely go to that game. Uh, but then I saw, I remember seeing on Instagram or something that you were in Champaign, which I assume was for work or something related, not that important, but and then, yeah, then you were in St. Louis. So you did not even go near uh, Bloomington, Indiana. You just kind of bypassed it and went back to Champaign. Yeah, the plan was to go to this game. This was the one game closest. It's an hour and 45, maybe two hours away from Louisville. That was the plan. And then a couple of months ago, um, work, we had a staff retreat uh, in Champaign where we all got together and did some, some team working and some um, office whatever office camaraderie type of things uh on friday so i had to go back to champagne and then um we had a family thing that got that was we were supposed to do three or four weeks ago they got postponed to this week so i just left from champagne to go back home and then i figured since i was home and the family thing was in st louis on sunday i was like i'll just see if i can go to the cubs cards game on saturday which i did and then we had the family thing sunday and then yeah a, a lot a pretty busy weekend, a lot of traveling and plans and stuff. And would you like to talk about the Cubs cards game that you were at? Yeah, it was going to be in a segment. If oh, you want to transition oh, to sorry. a segment, I'm sorry. Let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and transition. Uh, as you said, this will be a nice segue into our, our, what caught your eye, uh, which I would imagine is probably something to do with where you were uh, over the past few days. What did catch yeah. your eye this week? Was it I something mean, baseball related? Was it was it your boy Albert? I actually Let's have three written. I have three written down, That's but I'm going to go with I this have, one. So. Um, yeah, just and we can talk more 
specifics about baseball in our later in the show, but just being back at Bush Stadium, uh, I haven't, I hadn't been to a Cardinals game at Bush since pre pre pandemic twenty eighteen or nineteen. We figured was the last time I'd been, so I it was just nice and awesome to be back in Bush Stadium. Um, the it's not like a and I you've been to Bush right. I have several times. It's not like the game day experience isn't great. Like Wrigley's better. You just went to Fenway. Correct. I'm sure Fenway's much better. But it's just a nice a nice place to watch a game. Ballpark Village is you cool. Know? Ballpark Village Ballpark is cool. Ballpark Village and, is very cool. And, you, you know, they only bring the Clydesdales out for the big games, like playoff games and the, and the home opener and all that. But they show video of it and they play the song that goes along with it. So just a bunch of nostalgic and nice to be back there. And, of course – Watching Albert one last time in uh, Cardinals uniform with Wayno. Yachty was pitching, or uh, Wayno was pitching Saturday. Yachty was catching. Um, I was with my dad, um, and I I assume he's listening to this. Um, his dad passed away February of last year. He was a big Cardinals fan, so it was nice just to have me and Dad um, at a game together. Uh, shout out Kyle Casty for some for some good seats. And, um, and yeah, it was just fun to be back. Albert, his first at bat, every at bat he came up, everyone had their phones out. Of course, me included his first at bat. I think Hap was playing left Hap caught the fly ball with his back against the wall. I was like, ah, oh, come on. Like that's as close as we're going to get. He's not going to hit one tonight, but, uh, but yes, the moment it stuck out over the weekend was Sunday when he hit the bottom of the eighth yeah. run, uh, yeah. game winner, um, off of, I don't know who came in forgot his name gibson or i don't know but but yeah just uh the experience saturday getting back to the stadium and uh getting to see albert one last time although he he did get a hit but no home run is that the first time you'd been back since 2019 pandemic okay yeah, yeah okay yeah all right yeah, yeah uh i mean it's it's certainly the run albert has been on is incredible um I mean, I'm completely, completely over the Cubs season. So like, I didn't even care. Um, yeah. It's just kind of cool to, that he's doing it. Um, he might actually get there. He might get to 700. <laughs> he might. He's going he to have to see a few more left-handed pitching. Uh, and unfortunately, I'm not sure those postseason numbers are going to count for him. But That's what I was going to say. That's what I was just going to ask. Do postseason home runs count as total? I don't total? think so. I don't think so, no. Huh. I don't know. It's It's kind of like one of those things that people don't talk about. But I don't, I don't think postseason stats count um but i could be wrong on that but i'm i'm pretty sure they don't uh yeah that's pretty cool a uh, couple things for me uh one really quick thing uh we don't talk about this sport much but shout out serena williams she's the goat yeah um that was just, gonna be on my know, list she's uh the greatest to ever do it and not only the greatest uh female tennis player but i would say probably the greatest female athlete ever uh and certainly one of the greatest athletes ever so uh female aside uh she just she's just the goat i don't know if you've seen king richard not that that's i mean it's obviously about her life but it's a good movie you should watch it uh it serves up some controversy at the you know at the oscars but uh the other thing though something that we probably won't touch on too much later in the show so i'll bring it up now just because we don't have a lot of details about it but they finally came to an agreement that we are going to get a 12 team playoff uh for the college football playoff that so, was on my list, but yeah. I figured we'd talk about it. In well, the uh, there's just not a lot of details. So right, uh, right. it's several years down the road. We'll see if they're able to speed it up. It's not going to happen anytime in the next year or two. Um, so we don't need to dwell on it too much. But that is probably the biggest thing for me of the week. Just, you know, you know how I love 
realignment and changing things. And there's still a lot of things need to be established before they're ready to fully commit to everything. But uh, it does look like we are eventually going to get that 12-team playoff like we've talked about. Albert Pujols has 19 postseason career home runs. Do they count to his? They do not count to his total. Exactly. He has played in two playoffs since the Cardinals won the World Series in 2011. Once with the Angels and last year with the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. a good one. Uh, okay, we'll move on. Uh, what do you think? I had two ideas to go with. Okay. One of them is sports related. One of them is non-sports related. And the non-sports related one is pretty timely right now. Okay. But if people don't vote tomorrow, they probably won't care about it by the time we get to next week. So what do you think <laughs> I should go with? Do you want to go with sports or do you want to go with non-sports? Um, I would say the one that is will be able to vote on after tomorrow. Okay. All right. We'll do it now because this, this season's coming down to an end. American League MVP, Shohei Otani or Aaron Judge? Mm. Simple. I think there's a lot of people that are going one way or the other. Otani for yeah. what he's doing on both sides of the ball. Aaron Judge for what he's doing elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, pretty simple. That's going to be this week's What Caught Your Eye. Or, no, what do you think? Um, yeah, pretty simple. Who's going to win the AL MVP? Who should win the AL MVP? We'll ask that. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a different question. Yeah, we'll ask who should, who should win the AL MVP. Man, that's tough. That's tough. I don't. I don't know. Judge hit another today. Judge is chasing a home run in four straight games. Judge is chasing numbers we haven't seen since the pre-steroid era. Um, Shohei Otani is putting up incredible numbers on both sides of the baseball. So uh, last week's question uh, was Hmm. pertaining to you and your trip to St. Louis. I guess we kind of brushed over that part. Uh, Let's talk about the jersey thing. We asked the question last week, what jersey should you get since you were going to to St. Louis and you were looking for a Albert Pujols jersey we asked if you should get a white one a gray one the cream colored or the blue i don't remember what the the final tally was um, powder blue one. powder blue was fi- the winner 50%. yeah percent yeah which that was my plan yeah i figured it was how to go problem is they don't produce them they don't mass produce albert pujols jerseys you have to get them customized i have learned huh. so saturday before the game we left extra early because I wanted to stop at the mall because I figured it might be cheaper at the mall and across the river than at the stadium. Walk into the store, see a ton of white jerseys, Flaherty, uh, Arenado, Goldschmidt, Yachty, couple blue ones, Arenado and Yachty, no poo holes. Not a white, not a gray, not a cream, not a blue, nothing. So I'm like, all right, next door. Across the street, went to Dick's. They had even more. They had a Carlson. They had a... Um, Edmund, they, they had everyone. No blue, no poo holes. Like, what the hell? So finally, I was like, we'll just go to the stadium. The team store has to have one. They have to have one at the stadium. So we get to the stadium an hour before first pitch. And if you know Bush Stadium, the, the big team store is down the third baseline, kind of shades to home plate a little bit, just inside the Stan Musial statue. The line to get into the team store before the game wrapped out all the way to the outfield. <laughs> F this. Jeez. So didn't get any, didn't get a jersey there. 
My our fam- my family thing was in Edwardsville on Sunday. You have to go right by the St. Clair Mall to take to go north to Edwardsville. So I drove separately. I left a little bit early. I'm just going to get a customized one at the mall. Walk in, ask how long it would take. He's like, oh, it's like 10 minutes to customize the jersey. I was like, oh, perfect. How much How much more does is a customized than a regular? He's like, well, it depends on the jersey and if you want your name, like the letters in your name or the player. I was like, oh, I want Pujols. He's like, yeah, I can't do that. I just kind of tilt my head. Huh? He goes, we don't have any S's or the number five. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, are you freaking kidding me? So oh. I don't have a jersey, but my consolation, I did get a gray jersey. Okay. But no actual jersey. I didn't so. think it was going to be more frustrating of a situation than your Io DeSumo jersey, Chase. Oh, it's still uh, not. But uh, <laughs> this might be close. Yeah, it was, it was a trip. But I got a Pujols jersey out of well, it. No I'm jersey. I'm glad you got something out of it. Uh, that I did yeah. not. I would not have guessed any of that. I figured. I even tweeted it. I quoted our question and I tweeted. Yeah. I was like, "This search is becoming more of a troublesome than I f- I figured." So yeah. So yeah. There, there's that. Well, we can... sorry about that. Sorry that you ran into some problems. Do you think you'll still try to get an Albert Pujols jersey, or is it only is if it's done? Only if I can find a blue one. I mean, I kind of wanted it to wear to the game. Like, I wore my Arenado jersey to the game, but I was going to take that off and put the Pujols ones on. Um, but I still might, just just as like a, not a reminder, but like a memento of this season and him coming back. And my dad made a point. You can still get a Ozzy Smith jersey right now. So I'm sure in a couple years or in the future, you'll be able to get a Pujols jersey. So I'll get one eventually, but this weekend was not in the cards. No pun intended. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, I uh, I still only own one Major League Baseball jersey. Uh, well, I te- I guess technically I own two. Uh, neither of them play for the current play for the team that's on the jersey. So you know you always you also run into that at least Rizzo the- and Schwarber. Uh, Baez and Schwarber. Ooh, okay. I have the Baez um, Little League Classic jersey. Oh yeah, I played that game. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, all right, let's move on. Um, yep. Illinois football. Uh <laughs> oh Friday night. Friday night. Um Logan I, sent me like a text checking in on me, I think was the, the intent of the text. Like, are you okay? It, I don't even remember. I don't remember, um, but I was like, he's checking in on me. I know. Well you text you texted out. me right after uh Luke Ford caught a pass. And, oh I was no, I was about fumbled. to text you. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. He fumbled. And I was about to text you. And you beat me to it. But um, yeah, Friday night, Illinois went to Bloomington, uh, the game that Craig probably glad he didn't go to now uh, and uh, lost what you could only really describe as a heartbreaker. Um, It wasn't pretty. It was not a pretty game of football, uh, but they had they had all the chances. They had all the chances in the world, Uh, but they fall to the Hoosiers 23 to 20. Three-point loss. There was a touchdown that didn't get uh, – that got called back uh, early on in the game that would have been the difference. I thought about that from the moment it happened. I was watching this game, and I said to Allison, I said, that's going to be the difference if if, uh, if this gets down to it. And it was because uh, they did get the field goal on that drive, but they did not get the, the extra four points for the touchdown. So, uh, yeah, that would have been the difference, but you can't blame everything on that one that one call. Um, 
Illinois had their chances and they uh, they blew it. So uh, Illinois falls to one and one on the season, zero and one to start conference play. So not really where you want to be, especially against the team that you thought you could have beat, and quite frankly, probably should have beat. Um, but those—that's how the cookie crumbles. So uh, I don't want to spend too much time talking about this game because, as I said, yeah. it was nearly a week ago uh, that this game was played. But uh, you know, Chase Brown, another near two hundred rushing yard game. Um, he won me some money. Did you see the I'm my glad. bet on that? I don't know. Maybe what his, was his his rushing yard prop was eighty five and a half yards. Oh my god! Really? He hit that halfway through the second. Yeah, quarter. I saw they <laughs> said that he's like the second or first Illini. First Illini to do hundred and fifty yards two consecutive games. games to start the season. Yeah. Uh, pretty incredible. I mean, he's already he was, actually a... he was named Doak Walker running back of the week just today. Right. First time they're doing the Doak Walker running back of the week. I didn't even Doak Walker that was is the thing. national. Doak Walker is the national running back award. Now they're doing a weekly award, and Chase Brown won it this week. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's good for him. Um, the problem I think they're going to run into is who is exactly going to be his get his uh, who's going to be his backup. Who's yeah. who's the number two running back on this team? I think there's a situation right now. Uh, yeah. Josh McCray's been is hurt, and what happens after that? Who knows. Um, so there's a lot of question marks there, but either way, he still had a nice game, almost a hundred or almost 200 yards on the ground. Tommy DeVito was okay for a little while and then didn't really look like he was fully there. Um, threw for a couple touchdowns through an interception threw for 232 yards. Uh, Isaiah Williams had a touchdown catch for in 112 yards. Good game from him. Um, the defense was the best part. I mean, the defense yeah. was was the heart and soul of that game. They still gave up 23 points, so it's hard to really say that they were the, the strength, but um, they kept them in it. The, the offense just couldn't do much. Yeah, initially after the game, I was, as you can imagine, very upset. Um, you? No. I said, uh, I was like, Indiana, they're just not good. They're not a good football team. No. And Illinois just couldn't capitalize. Um What's the word that we've been using? Competent? Competent. They lost a little bit of that on Friday night, I think. Yeah. They did not look competent, um, especially offensively. Um, but when I after I woke up Sun or uh, Saturday, I went downstairs and dad was watching the um Big Ten and sixty or whatever. Like they condensed the game and re air yeah. it. And he was watching it and I went down and it was about halfway through the fourth quarter when everything started going downhill. Um, but I was just kind of like, you know, I really don't feel that bad. The defense just, we, Illinois played good for 55 minutes. They played good for 55 of the 60 minutes. Yeah. I mean, you win that game 80% of the time, 90% of the time. They just had a couple calls not go their way. They had a couple passes that should have been caught that were dropped. And then the defense just got shredded on that last drive where that's a completely different situation. Like that's a tough situation when the offense is moving quick and they're completing stuff quick and they're finding the holes in the zones. It's tough to get out of that rhythm. So I really don't feel as bad um, in my group chat with the guys. I said, I'd lost faith. I don't want to, I don't necessarily think it's that. I just think that every year, I think a lot of people would agree with me. We go in thinking, okay, maybe, maybe this is the year that things are better 
and we move in the right direction, which I think Illinois is moving in the right direction. But then there's that one game, and it was the same last year. Win week one against Nebraska, and then you lose to UTSA. This year, win week one convincingly against Wyoming. Things look great, and then you lose to Iowa, and we're back to squares, square one, where everyone's like, all right, Illinois football, another four and eight, five and seven season. Maybe we'll make a ball in a couple of years. That's kind of where I'm at. You know, I thought maybe this team could break through six and six. Uh, I said in our preview, the ceiling is eight and four. That's not happening. Um, but I wouldn't say I've lost faith, but I'm not feeling as good as I was preseason or even after week one. No, no, I, I'm with you. Um, I think, I don't think that's, that game is not going to make or break your season. Um, but as I've already said, that was a game you, you really should have won. Um, yeah. Indiana's not very good. Um, in fact, they were awful last year. I think they'll be a little better than they were last year, this year. But uh, they already have a conference win under their belt. So they're already a step ahead. Um, yeah, it's just a game you, need, you needed to get. Uh, even, th- even though it was a road game, it's a game you should have had. And you didn't. So now you're going to be starting back at the bottom again for, you know, for the Big Ten season. Yeah, I don't. They're not they're not hitting that ceiling we had talked about. I mean, I think five wins is still on the table. Um I'd like to see if they can get to six, but I think in everybody's six, if everybody's predicting six wins, I'm pretty sure that was one of them. And uh that did yeah. not happen. So yeah. uh they then now move on um to their week two matchup is gonna be a home one this Saturday against Virginia, a Virginia team that beat Richmond last week, 34-17. Uh, Illinois is the favorite in this game, surprisingly enough. Um, I guess being at home is enough to give you that difference, but they are a four, four and a half point favorite, um, against Virginia. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and and predict, uh, Illinois doesn't win this game. I think they certainly can, and they, they might, they very well might, and they probably should, but you don't have a lot of faith after what we just watched knowing not, I mean, not that Virginia's, you know, cream of the crop by any means, and and they're going to be a, you know, bottom half of the ACC team, but um, I just, I don't have, I don't have a ton of confidence. Do you remember what Virginia did to Illinois last year? (sighs) I've tried to block all that out of my memory. 42 to 14. Yeah. And the quarterback that threw for 405 yards and five touchdowns, yeah, he's back. He's still there. Albeit, it is a new coaching staff. Bronco Mendenhall left or got fired or whatever, and yeah. Clemson's old offensive coordinator, Tony Elliott, is now the head coach at Virginia. But that quarterback also threw for 300 and ran for 100 last week against Richmond. So I'm going to say it, it kind of starts with him. <laughs> I'm just going to throw a wild hot take guess out there that you kind of need to stop him if you want to win the game. But – yeah, we'll see. I don't know that I'm keen on that line. Um, I think it's kind of a pick'em game, but yeah, not not too confident. I'll just I'll just say that not too confident. I thought uh, what six days ago I thought a four and zero start was likely, very possible, and now it's looking like it could be a two and two start, at least a one and two start. So we shall see. Yeah, well, you got to hope for the best. So. Uh, yeah, Saturday, um, against Virginia, that game is 
I see listed as a four o'clock start Eastern time. You have put down a three o'clock start Eastern time. I might have wrote that down when I was home in Pinckneyville, so that could. It be is wrong. four o'clock Eastern time, three o'clock Central time, uh, three o'clock in Champaign on Saturday. Illinois, Virginia, uh, as we said, Illinois is four and a half point favorite. We'll see how that holds, um, and we will talk about that um, after the fact next week. Hopefully, it won't be on Wednesday when we're talking about that game. But, uh, either way, uh, we'll recap it then. Uh, let's go through the rest of the Big Ten scores from last weekend. Um, Penn State beat Purdue on Saturday. Um, Thursday. Oh, that was the Thursday game, wasn't it? I forgot about that. Yeah. These games are all running together. Jeff Brom um, threw the ball 13 out of the last 14 plays when he was up by four or whatever, trying to milk the clock. Yeah. Yeah, that was ugly. Um let me just pull up all the scores here just so I have them in front of me. I just wrote down the big ones. Yeah. Everyone. Uh, Penn State over Purdue, 35, 31 Minnesota beat New Mexico state, 38, nothing. Uh, we already talked about Indiana, Illinois, Michigan state beat Western Michigan, 35 to 13 uh, Michigan over Colorado state, 51, 70 Wisconsin uh, shut out Illinois state, Iowa <laughs> uh, in a, what can only be described as a barn burner in Iowa uh slobber knocker yeah uh took down south dakota state seven to three without scoring a single touchdown uh field goal and and two safeties for those keeping track at home was that one uh maryland won Rutgers won uh and then the big game on saturday night was ohio state over notre dame uh i didn't really believe notre dame was going to win that game at any point but they made it look good uh they looked Mm -hmm. a lot better than i think a lot of people anticipated I didn't get to watch it because we were at the Cardinal game, but I told it dad was, the score and we were both like, yeah, whoa, whoa it was a good what? game. It was a good game. Uh, Notre Dame kept with them. Uh, they had the lead at halftime up 10 to seven, I believe. Um, Ohio State just got the better of them, scored a touchdown, a couple touchdowns in the second half. But um, I mean, Marcus Freeman's group looked good. And I think a lot of people were a little hesitant about that, but um, they look pretty solid. They did end up dropping a few spots in the rankings. That's up to up for debate whether or not that was deserved. But uh, Ohio State did win that game 21 to 10. So those were the big games from the Big Ten uh, this week. Um, not a lot of excitement. Nope. Um, Arkansas really? is at Ohio State. Minnesota hosts Western Illinois. Northwestern. Arkansas State is at Ohio State. What did I not say state? No. Our Ohio State hosts Arkansas, Arkansas State. Arkansas State, yes. Not the Razorbacks. Yes. <laughs> uh, Minnesota hosts Western Michigan. Uh, Duke goes to Northwestern. Ohio at Penn State. Washington State at Wisconsin um, is at least a matchup of Power 5 schools. Maryland goes to Charlotte. Akron at Michigan State. Iowa State and Iowa is a fairly big game, although we'll have to see what Iowa team shows up. Uh, Indiana State travels to Purdue, Wagner at Rutgers, Georgia Southern at Nebraska, Hawaii at Michigan, Idaho at Indiana, and then Virginia at Illinois. Uh, real quick, let's talk about our power rankings. Um, I did this the other day, so I'm excited that I actually prepared for this because I don't know that I prepared for the next part of our show. Uh, all right, let's start with you. 14 through – give me the bottom three. What are your? What's your bottom three? You'll never guess who I have at 14. Is it Illinois? No. Okay. Nebraska. No. Oh, who is it? This this team dropped eleven spots. Iowa number fourteen. 
Oh my god. You score seven points. Stop it. Seven points against an FCS school. Okay. You're 14. Iowa is 14. <laughs> Indiana 13. Northwestern 12. Oh my god. Okay. Uh I mean, how can you defend it? I can't defend it. And I have them, I'll admit, I have them way too high now that I'm looking at it, but Okay, dropping them all the way to 14. 14. I was going to put Purdue there just because of Jeff Brom, but Iowa. What was 14. the rest of you? What else did you say? You, I was and I, Indiana 13, Northwestern 12. So even though Indiana beat Illinois, you still have them at 13. Yeah, Indiana had one good drive the whole game. Interesting. You know, I almost wanted to get rid of this segment. Just because, like, I just think it's kind of confusing. But, like, the fact that we're, like, on so opposite page kind of makes it intriguing. Um, <laughs> I'm going with Nebraska at the bottom. Um, Rutgers 12, 13. Wow. And I put a, Illinois 12. Uh, wow. We're we're literally a week and a half into the season. I am not yeah. putting – there is – this is going to change so much every single week. So, like, don't take anything we say – for anything but like whatever you put oh you put iowa at 14 okay you put iowa yeah. score more than seven you don't even right. score a touchdown against an fcs team okay all right i have nebraska Rutgers, illinois as my 14 through 12 how about your 11 through 9 uh illinois 11 down one nebraska 10 up two and Rutgers. uh that's a they got a big win that's a big win at boston college last week yeah, um that's true they're should have had them nine. higher you're right. They're, they're nine up to. Yeah. I should have had them a little higher. Uh, I have Indiana 11. I have Northwestern nine and I have Maryland or I had Northwestern 10 and I have Maryland nine. Okay. Um, all right. Eight through six. Maryland up one. Um, Michigan state up one to seven and Minnesota stays at six. Okay. I have Purdue eight, Michigan state seven. Both of those stayed put and I have Wisconsin down one at six. Five through uh, five through three, who you got? Um, Purdue stayed the same. They, I kept them in the five. They played well. I think Jeff Brown probably learned his lesson. They should be one and zero, but they are zero and one. Um, they should have won that game. Just run the freaking ball, and you win that game. But they are still at five. <laughs> I moved Penn State ahead of them, up three, because they, of course, did beat Purdue, and then Wisconsin up one to number three. Our, yeah, our lists are so jumbled right now. This is – I'm having a hard time keeping track of who's where. Uh, I have Minnesota five. I have – I kept Iowa in the top five. Um, I know. I get it. They didn't score a touchdown against an FCS team. I understand. I still have Iowa at four, and I moved Penn State up to three. Um, I think that that was okay. far and away the most impressive other than Ohio State over – uh, Notre Dame, that was the best win on the schedule. So I have Penn State at three. And then I assume your two and one are the same. Yep. Michigan, Michigan at Ohio two, State. Ohio State at one. All right, those yep. are our power rankings. All right, we're going to go on to pick your pick. Um, this will be our third week trying this. And so far, so good, I think. Uh, last week, I went um, three and two. And Craig went two and three. So yeah. we haven't done well, <laughs> right? But I think it's going well, if that makes sense. Uh, that puts me at three and three for the season, and Craig at three and three for the season. So, so far we're just as equally good as we are bad. Um, all right, 
just a refresher for those that are new or those who forgot, we're going to go through and we're going to do this draft style. Craig's going to start. He's going to pick um, whichever game he wants, and then he's going to tell us who's winning said game. So just to give you an idea, these are the games we are picking this week. Virginia at Illinois, Alabama at Texas, South Carolina at Arkansas, Tennessee at Pittsburgh, Kentucky at Florida, Baylor at BYU, Duke at Northwestern, Iowa State at Iowa, Houston at Texas Tech, and USC at Stanford. Those are the games we are going to choose from. Craig is going to start. I am not prepared this week. I will tell you right now, so we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> Craig, pick your pick. You get the first overall. Uh, so I think there's one game that's going to be a blowout, but I also don't want to be on the wrong side of it if the upset happens, so I'm not going there. And there's another one that's a top 10 team conference game against an unranked team on the road. And I think the top 10 team is pretty damn good. I'm taking USC and Lincoln Riley at Stanford. Not a bad, that's not a bad pick. Uh, Okay. Um, I'm going to keep notes of this because um, I don't have my other spreadsheet ready to go because I'm, unprepared for today's show um all right craig's gonna take usc over stanford i think he was trying to indicate that i should take a particular game and i'm not sold on it but i feel like i almost have to do it anyway just because if it doesn't happen then whoa nelly but is there another obvious pick here that I'm missing? Uh baby, these are rough. Um, I'm going to take with my second overall pick. This is a tremendous content. I'm going to take Arkansas over South Carolina. Okay. That's probably not what you thought I was going to do. No. Um, but, uh, I just, the same thing you feel about this, the the pick that you're going to make right now, I'm just, I don't know, but go ahead. You can have it. I'll let you have it. I'm not going to take it here. I'm taking another one. Okay. That is a double digit favorite at home against one of the worst power five teams in football. I'm taking Northwestern to beat Duke. Okay. Ryan Field. That's smart. That's smart. Start the year two and zero with two wins over Power Five teams for for Patty Fitz. I like that. That's a smart. That's a smart play. I should have gone that route. Um, all right, I'm going to take it now. I'm going to take Alabama. Um, Texas that's is the one I was talking about. I know. Uh, Texas is decent, and I think they'll finish the season as a top twenty five team. Uh, but uh, Alabama is Alabama, and um, this will be Texas's prelude to their trip to the sec um i think that alabama wins this game what's this spread on what is this 20 20 i just wrote them down 20 yep yeah i'm not sure they cover um it is in austin yeah i know 
Yeah, I'm taking Alabama regardless. So right, uh, straight up, you got to take Alabama. Yeah, straight up. That's all we're doing. We're not picking against, against the spread. The spread. I, oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared sure. of any game that's more than two touchdowns. I don't know that I'll bet any game more than two touchdowns. Speaking of, I did really good betting this week. I'm happy for you. Happy for you. All right, uh, two picks each off the board. Craig, who are you taking third? There's a team on here that I think is a sleeper in the SEC. Uh, I don't know what division they're in. I guess I should look that up because if they're in Alabama's division, uh, well, Georgia looked great this week too. So it's going to be Alabama, Georgia. But there's a team in the SEC that I really like. I really like their offense, but can they stop anybody? Um, they are in the um, SEC East. So Georgia stumbles. I think Tennessee could get them. Tennessee puts up a lot of points. I don't think Pitt is that good. They snuck out a win against West Virginia last week. West Virginia probably should have won that game. It was kind of a toss-up. I'm taking Tennessee on the road at Pitt to beat the Panthers. Yeah, it's probably safe. Probably a safe pick. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Um, hmm. What do I want to do here? I'm going to take mm. – <laughs> I love this. I'm going to take this. an upset. Well, it's an upset in terms of um, their national rankings. I'm not sure if it's an upset I know in terms where you're of the going. spread. I'm going to take BYU. Yep. I'm going to take That's BYU. They're saying. at home. Uh, they yep. host Baylor. Um, they're both good programs. They're both good teams this year. Um as we've already talked about, I think there are three teams at the top in the top tier. And then there's a bunch of other teams. I think both of these teams are in those next two to three tiers. Yep. Um, but I'll take, I'll take BYU over Baylor um, as my third pick. Yep. I had, that was my last pick. Like I did not want to pick that game, but I would have been with you. I would have been on the Baylor side of that, um, that pick. The BYU side um, or the Baylor side? Ba- BYU, sorry. BYU side uh, of that pick. Uh, so with this, I'm going to get four of my top five games that I wanted. Mm. Um, I went against this team last week at home, and they won. Although I did put money on them in a parlay that I won big, um, and they won. I think Florida is legit. I think Anthony – is his name Anthony Robinson? I think his name is Anthony Robinson. Um, Heisman candidate looked fantastic. I'm taking Florida to beat Kentucky. Anytime Kentucky loses, it's a good weekend. Uh, this weekend, Florida Gators over Wildcats. Okay. Probably smart. Um, notice there's, I don't remember, remember exactly what my order was last week, but there was one game that one team that I picked particularly high and I am very much <laughs> avoiding that this time. <laughs> uh, it's like, I just, I have zero confidence uh, in that team. So I'm going to go a completely different route. And I'm going to go with a team that uh, only scored seven points and didn't put up a touchdown against (laughs) Dakota State. I'm going to take the Hawkeyes at home against Iowa State. Uh, I I mean, they're a better team than that. I I can't really explain what happened on Saturday. I didn't watch any of that game. But um, I think think they're a better team than that. And I think they'll beat Iowa State. So I'm going to take Iowa over Iowa State. So that I would leaves have gone Iowa State. I'm down on. I'm, I'm, I, I'm out of you're, Iowa. You're 14th best team in the Big Ten. 
which um, i mean okay i guess that could have been i mean it could be an, an indiana season all over again but all right we got three games left right yeah, what do we have games? left houston and texas tech just two and left. virginia illinois yep just two games left okay um yeah i'm avoiding that team too <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna stick you with illinois okay. um great but I don't know which way I want to go. Houston's an underdog. Houston's ranked at 25, underdog on the road at Texas Tech. Oh, I won with them last week. I'll take them again. Um, give me Houston. They're ranked three-point underdog, but I don't want to pick off favorites. So um, give me Houston to beat Texas Tech in Lubbock. Okay. Uh, that will stick me with the Illini, who, as I mentioned, I was very high on last week in beating Indiana. And now I wanted nothing to do with them, but uh, I could take Virginia here, uh, which <laughs> might be the smarter play. Um, but I'm going to be Homer optimistic. Okay. This might be one of the last times word I for pick, Homer. <laughs> might be one of the last times I pick Illinois, um, but I will take Illinois to beat Virginia. Uh, don't think it'll be. I don't think it will be um, by much. Um, but I will pick the Illini. So, all right, we'll just recap here real quick. Logan has Illinois over Virginia, Alabama over Texas, Arkansas over South Carolina, BYU over Baylor, and Iowa over Iowa State. Craig took Tennessee over Pittsburgh, Florida over Kentucky, Northwestern over Duke, Houston over Texas Tech, and USC over Stanford. We will see how we fare. When we review these five and oh, maybe five and oh, he says, okay, <laughs> easy there, killer. All right. Um, Illinois men's basketball stuff. The schedule for the, um, on Do the we men's side, talk 12 team playoff quickly. We can, I, I don't think there's much to talk about. I mean, I think they, no, they just that they agreed to it. They agreed to it. The conferences got together and agreed to the fact that we're going to have a 12 team playoff sometime i think there's a there's a few factors at play here it sounds like a couple of years is what they're shooting for that's 20, the i think that's the biggest question of all of this is when it's going to take yeah effect. i think there's a lot of questions uh but yeah that's obviously the biggest is when this is going to happen um there's several things in play here there's um how it's going to work into the calendar how it's going to work into the schedule uh what are the tv rights going to look like uh currently espn has the rights to all of it so yeah. if they don't fork that over and these things start before that contract is up with ESPN, then ESPN is going to carry every single game, which is not going to make Fox and the big 10 and anybody else happy. Uh, But that's a factor. There's a lot of factors that go into this, but just the fact that we're getting it is enough for a lot of people to celebrate. Uh, I think the, you know, we obviously were happy when we got four teams because we decided, we thought, you know, they need to have more than just two teams playing for a national title. Uh, Four was the logical first step. Uh, I like 12. I've liked 12 for a long time. Um, and while I still don't think it's perfect and it, nothing will be perfect, it will never be a perfect model. Um, I think for what, for the direction we're trending as college football as a whole, I think it makes sense. I think 12 teams makes the most sense. Um, the thing that I am the most curious about, honestly, is locations. Um, I know that there's a there's a big I think they're kind of leaning towards the first round games will be played on campuses. 
That's what the release said. Which I like that idea. I love that idea. But my issue is the second round games. I think those should also be on campuses. And the reason I say that is because you're punishing your top four seeds by not giving them a home game. I mean, you're punishing the Ohio States, the Georgias, the Ohio, the Alabamas of the world that are, you know, consistently going to be your top four seeds to get the buys. The buy is great. Obviously, they'll probably take the buy over the home game. Um, but I, I, I understand the neutral site thing. I know they want to get the bowls involved. Like, I know there's a lot of factors that go into this, but like, if I'm looking at it, I think, I don't think that's a huge, I don't think that's a huge advantage for those schools. Yes. As I said, they get the buy, the buy should be more than enough, but for a lot of reasons, home field advantage wise, uh, financially, um, I think it's a disadvantage. Yeah. That's a that's, thought. I hadn't thought I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, that's a thought. I mean, I, I think it's nearly identical to what I have been pushing for. Like I'm in talks here, but I, I said from from the get go, 12 teams. Every con- the conference winners are the top five seeds. And then and if there's a group of five that's worthy, give them the six and the top four of those comp I think conference winners should be the top five. I don't think it should be Alabama one, Ohio State two, and then Georgia three because Alabama beat Georgia in SEC and they were one, two. I think the top five seeds should be from a different conference. Get every conference in there. That's what they're worried about. Get them in there and then go from there. So it's close to that. It's not exactly that, but the top six teams, I think, or conference champs or something – and a group of five are in. We're moving in the right direction. We'll just say that. Moving in the right direction. I like where it's headed. I don't know that it'll go any more than 12. I think they might stop at 12. I don't think they'll get to 16. Probably. Um, because I, I do think before they would even really get the chance to change to 16, I think the entire landscape of the sport's going to be different. Yes. Um, I think right now we are still working in a power five model. But I think that's going to be gone really by the time this even starts. <laughs> uh, so there you I go. Think power four. I think <laughs> you're probably looking at a power four. Get a, uh, get a yeah, I think you're probably looking at a power four. Um, I think, as I said, I think there's a lot of factors that go into this because I, yeah. I don't know that the, I don't know that it's necessarily set in stone that the power five and the group of five will even be playing the same thing. I mean, I think the True. power five might eventually break off, and those. 60 yeah. schools are just their own thing. They're their own version yep. of an NFL type of situation where, you know, they're going to play however many games they're going to get so many games against their conference. They're going to get so many games against the other, the other conference or whatever they do. Um, yep. It might be three leagues of 20, something like that. But I, I think that will change before we even get to the point where we're ready to say, okay, is, is 12 the right number. You know, they're going to want to do that for several years. And by that point, I think the whole landscape will be different. So um, I'm happy for it. I'm glad that we're getting it. Uh, We're still, did they say a date when they're shooting for this? Is it 25? 26, I think. Okay. But could be as early as 24. Yeah. uh, If they can get all their ducks in a row and get everything figured figured out. As I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hurdles to to still get over and how it's going to work, but we are getting it. So that should be enough to celebrate. Uh, Illinois men's basketball. We will have the big 10 conference schedule tomorrow 
Thursday. Um, so we'll talk about that next week. We already know who Illinois is playing in terms of their, their matchups. We just don't know when they're playing those games. Um, so we are, we've already talked about this, I think earlier, yeah. uh, but we'll just kind of go over it again. So we know already that they're going to have, they're going to play Michigan, Michigan state and Rutgers at home. We know they're going to play Iowa, Maryland and Purdue on the road. And then they're going to get Indiana, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, Ohio State, Penn State, and Wisconsin as home and aways. So they'll play all of those teams twice. They'll play the other six teams just once. We um, have not talked about this because it came out in June and we were not doing shows. Okay. So we haven't talked about this. So that's going to be the, the men's basketball schedule. We'll actually know the exact schedule uh, tomorrow. So we can talk about that a little bit in next week's show. Uh, how do you, I mean, just looking at those matchups, do, do you think it's favorable? Not favorable? What do you think? <laughs> Very favorable. It is. Uh, the it bottom is. four teams of the Big Ten last year were Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Penn State. Yeah. And Illinois has all of them twice. Uh, yep. Michigan, Michigan State, Rutgers, Iowa, Maryland, Purdue were all top half of the Big Ten, and you only get them once. Yeah. The only tough, hard double-ups, Indiana could win the Big Ten. That's a tough double-up. And Ohio State, that's a tough double-up. I don't even consider Wisconsin a tough double-up. We did that. We thought the same last year and they won the freaking conference, but I don't think they can replicate what they did last year. So really only two top tier double ups for Illinois. So very favorable. IMO. Where, where are you at on the Indiana hype train? Are you on the train? I, are you off the yeah, train? Yeah, I think it's legit. I think it's legit. I, I definitely think it's legit. Um, I think they're going to be very good. I think they're going to be very, very good them and Illinois and of course, Michigan and Michigan state, um, probably the top four. I think Purdue is going to take a step back. Um, Ohio state yet to be seen. I haven't done a whole lot of basketball research with rosters and stuff, but um, I'm, I like what Indiana's done. I think they're going to be a, a tough, tough big 10 team this year. I mean, I know that all the talk early on in the off season was Kim, they hit a three pointer. Um, yeah. We'll just have to see how they're, you know, how everything shakes out for them but um either way uh we will know more about the exact schedule on thursday of this week so we'll talk about that next week uh, but we at least wanted to bring it up in this week's show uh i mentioned at the top that the nfl season is here essentially uh the regular season kicks off thursday night um so it's it's here football season is fully here we have had a, a week and a half i call it a week and a half it's been I guess technically two weeks of college football under our belts already. And now we're here for the NFL. Uh, you want to do some predictions for the NFL? Couple. Yeah. What do you got? Let's hear it. I, I want to hear what you got before, before I get too much into it, because I think that my answers are going to be pretty chalk. So you probably okay. have a hot take in there somewhere. I do. My Super Bowl is a hot take. All right. And I have another hot take I can throw out uh, for the AFC, but we'll start wow. NFC. Um, I got the Eagles winning the East, Bucks in the South, Vikings in the North, and Rams in the West. Say Those that again. Division winners. Say that again. E Eagles in the East. Yep. Buccaneers in the South. Vikings okay. in the North, and Rams in the West. Vikings and really okay. Eagles, yep. Vikings, Bucks, and Rams. Is that what you just said? Yep. Okay. All right. AFC. Division winners, Bills, Colts, don't love it, but Bengals and Broncos in the West. Broncos. 
okay. You're really uh, on the Russell Wilson train. Yes. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Uh, who do you want to give your wild card teams, or you just want to go go straight to? Yeah, give. Let's get all playoff teams out all right, there. Go I got ahead. 49ers, Packers, and Cowboys also getting into the playoffs in the East. Uh, I don't like the pack, the Cowboys pick. I don't know that they're a playoff team, but I didn't like anyone else in the in the uh, NFC. I think it like by default they're gonna That's go like the correct nine answer. and eight <sighs> yeah. and get a playoff spot. Um, and then in the AFC, Ravens, Chargers, and the Mitchell Trubisky led Steelers sneaking in. Ravens, Chargers, Steelers. Okay. So three wow. teams from the AFC North. Interesting. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I got a couple qualms, but uh, that's fine. All right. Uh, do you want me to give mine, or do you want to just go straight to your? I mean, your... if you don't have any, do I mean, any? I'm just I'm kind of winging it. Um, okay. But it's it's gonna be a lot of chalk, I think. Um, that's that's the safe pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll start the NFC. Uh, I like the Eagles too. Um, I do think the Cowboys are a playoff team by default, as you said, but I think the Eagles are are probably the better team there. Uh, I'll take the Packers. That's the that's the safe pick. I'm not sure what you think the Vikings are going to do to put them in top on top of the Packers, but um, whatever. Uh, the Bucks. That's obvious in the South. Um, I like the Rams too. I, I know that. I think that's who you picked as well. Um, they might be better than last year, and they won the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they're they're clearly the better team out there. Um, and then I, yeah, I think the I think the NFC playoffs are pretty much already set. <laughs> I think it'll be the Cowboys, the Vikings, and the 49ers are the other three teams. So yeah, we uh, have the same seven. Have, I don't think there's yeah. another option. The Cardinals, yeah. maybe, maybe they, are they are they enough? I mean, they're I guess there could always be a surprise, but I just don't know who that is. They've had some I mean, turmoil this offseason, so we'll see how they respond for I, it. I mean, I don't know who the surprise team would be. So I can see the Lions. I could I could really? really see the Lions, yeah. Okay, That'd pushing be fun. for a about five hundred record. I don't think All the Giants. I don't think the Commanders, All Saints, right. Saints could do it uh, if Jameis is competent. That's our word of the show competent. lately. If okay. Jameis is competent, um, those are about the only two Saints and Lions. I think All right. sneak in. Uh, all right, my AFC picks uh, in the East. I'm gonna take the Bills. Um, in the North. I'm going to stick with the Ravens. Um, I don't hate the Bengals, though, but I'm going to stick with the Ravens. The Colts, I think, are, well, <laughs> that division's bad. Uh, yeah. I'll take the Colts, and I'm going to take the Chargers to win the West. Yep. Um, my playoff teams being the Chiefs. For sure. <laughs> um, this is a little trickier. Um, I will go with the, I'll, I'll go with the Broncos as a playoff team. I'll give three teams from the West and then I think I'll go with the Bengals. Um, it's a lot trickier in the AFC to predict. Yeah. I mean, yep. the, the NFC, there's about, there's seven teams that are really in the mix and there's really nobody else. Yep. There's a few others here that I think could make the, could could make it so all right uh did you me... you want me to run over them again is that what no. you're gonna do no did Go you notice it. i 
didn't say a certain team? Uh, hang on. Let me think about this. Who did you not say? Um, you, did you not say the Chiefs? Really? You're totally out on the Chiefs. I think this is the year Chiefs missed the playoffs. They lost a lot. They lost. Really? They traded away Tyreek. Uh, Sammy Watkins is gone. Okay. Um, That's fair. I, I just think they they got worse and other teams got better in their division. Okay. That's fair. I that makes that's, sense. That's the I guess semi hot take that I that's, was alluding to. Earlier. I mean, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. All right. Uh, we don't need to go over them again. Let's hear your Super Bowl pick. Let's ride. Broncos over the Eagles. Wow. Wow. Broncos beat the Eagles. Interesting. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams. Russ's weapons are much better. Russ is still Russ, and I think their defense is pretty legit. Um, so give me the give me the Broncos with new ownership to win the Super Bowl first year. Okay. Okay. I and I really like the Eagles too. I think. Yeah, I think the Eagles might be the best team in the NFC. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take um, – I'm going to take the Bills over the Bucks. Okay. That's, I was hoping you didn't say Rams because everyone is picking no, Bills over Rams. No, we did that – I mean, I think we did – I'm pretty sure we picked the Rams last year. Uh, yeah, I'll go I'll go Bills over Bucks. Uh, that just sounds more fun. Um. Wouldn't mind seeing. I like that, it. That I like it in the <clears throat> Super Bowl. So, all right. Uh, NFL season underway Thursday. Who is the Thursday night game? It's Bills versus Rams. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep, that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, Major League Baseball. We've already kind of touched on some of it. You, we've already talked about the Albert Pujols thing. We've already talked about the MVP race. Um, the Cubs are non-existent. Uh, is there anything else major storyline that we haven't talked about for major league baseball? That you're um, I don't think so. Um, I mean, playoffs are pretty much set. We talked about this last week. Yeah. Like the brewers are falling so hard. No one's going to catch the wildcard teams in the NL, the NL yeah. wildcard or NL playoff teams are going to be set here in the next seven to 10 days. Um, AF or I keep talking football AL. There's a little, I mean, even the Orioles are falling. They're three and a half or four games back now in the wild card. So it's going to be a early, my question. And I, one of my buddies tweeted this at one of the or, um, Cardinals beat reporters. Can the Cardinals catch the NL East and get the second by? They're, like games games, they're like four games back. They could, and they're playing well. Uh, so are the Braves. Yeah, since I don't June first, the Braves are on a hundred and seventeen game, um, hundred hundred and seventeen win expectancy. Like if if they played the full year like they played since June, they would win one hundred seventeen games. My prediction would be no. Yeah, I don't think be... so either. No, I mean it's certainly possible, oh. but I thought of something I can ask you. But go ahead. Uh, no, I think the answer is no. I think they could, but I don't think they will. Go on. Um, just so you can contribute here, we can talk a little bit of the Cubs. Did you see the report that you. the um, Cardinals are going to be major players for Wilson Contreras in the offseason? And that's going to do it for us on uh, No One Asked Us. He's Craig Schott. I'm Logan Lee. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, yeah, I saw it. Of course I saw it. 
made me throw my computer against the wall. Um, <laughs> trading one almost Hall of Famer for another almost Hall of Famer. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that reaction. I thought we'd have like a conversation about it. <laughs> um, Sorry. I mean, what do you want me to say? Like that would be like that would just be awful for Cubs fans. Everybody would hate that and. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Wilson Contreras. I don't know what's happening with the Cubs front office. I don't. I don't know anything. Um, I would love to see the Cubs find a way to extend Wilson Contreras. I know what's going to happen is they're going to give him. They're going to throw him a qualifying offer. He's probably going to turn it down, and then he's going to sign with somebody like the Cardinals. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen. I think what's happening here is, and I'll tell you. Um, Cardinals fans will probably learn to appreciate Wilson Contreras, but he is like the exact opposite of Yachty Molina. Yes. Yes. That Cardinals fans, yourself included, um, are praising their hall of fame catcher who is hall of famer by defensive merits only. Uh, Wilson Contreras is not a defensive minded catcher um he is a catcher by trade and i think long term his his future in baseball is probably at a different position slash dh so if that were to happen i would be very sad i and every other cub fan to watch him play in a cardinal uniform especially it's been hard to watch these other players play in other uniforms in general but to see any of them in a cardinal uniform would be tough but uh yeah that'd be my biggest thing is i i know that cardinal it'd be a it, it's it's different. He's going to be very different. Yachty is the greatest defensive catcher of all time. Um, and that is not Wilson Contreras. But you're also, you're not going to find a replacement for Yachty that is Yachty. I mean, you're just not. So No. And the uh, Cardinals' depth in the minors at catcher is not great. Yeah. They've, they've tried a couple of them and they're not doing well. No, they're so. going to they're gonna have to go after somebody. Uh, the Cubs don't exactly have a lot of depth there either. I mean, Miguel Amaya is there. I don't know that he I don't know that he's much of a factor long term. I think they would like to give him a shot and see, but I would love to see the cart the Cubs find a way to extend Wilson for a few more years. Um, let him continue to play in a Cubs uniform, let him be a part-time catcher, part-time DH, maybe part-time first baseman, something along those lines. I think that is his future, uh, more than an everyday catcher because those that have watched the Cubs every day and followed the Cubs every day know that a lot of the reason why Wilson Contreras is having the offensive season that he is, and that he is that he hasn't had to catch every day. Jan yep. Gomes is, um, that's a, he's a quality major league catcher. Um, and they've also brought up PJ Higgins, who is, who's done fine as the third catcher. So if you're going to bring in, if you're going to bring in Wilson Contreras to be your, a one a catcher and you don't really have a great one B I can't guarantee that you're going to get the same offensive output from him. So you need to be in a situation wherever he goes, whether that's the Cubs or the Cardinals or somebody else, you need to be in a position where you don't have like a full-time DH that you can give him those, a lot of those at bats because that's where he's going to succeed when he doesn't have to be behind the plate every single game. Yep. So that's my take on it. Um, I love the guy to death, and I hope that he stays in a Cubs uniform. And secondly, I hope that he doesn't go to a, in a Cardinal uniform. So, um, if it's neither of those things, okay, I guess it'll make me sad. But um, it's two uh, polar opposites. 
Um, all right, NBA, the big NBA bomb that dropped over the week, uh, Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs in a blockbuster of a deal. Uh, Mitchell notably didn't end up going to the Knicks, and I thought their package was probably better uh, than what the Cavs were throwing out there, but um, that's a pretty pretty dangerous Cavs team now. I don't know that they're a finals contender necessarily, uh, but Donovan Mitchell is going to be on a team with several guys around him that can play uh, and can play defense, which I think is going to be crucial for them. Um, so they're that went from being an already fun team to being like a, a legitimate, you know, playoff contender for sure. Um, you know, can they get over the hump? We'll have to see, but that was a big move. I don't yeah. think anybody saw that coming. Colby Altman oh, yeah. pulling the strings with the, with the Cavs, Saluki alum. Uh, yeah, yeah. caught yeah. you off guard, I assume. Caught everybody yes. off guard. Yeah, Woj bomb, middle of yeah. the day. Thursday, I think opening I day of college football or not opening day, but, but yeah, um, I, I tweeted it. I don't, I don't know that it makes the Cavs that much better. I mean, they got rid of Laurie Markinen, they got rid of Ochai Abaji and they got rid of um, Colin Sexton. Those are three, I mean, two good NBA players we know for sure. And I think Ochai Abaji will be pretty good, but um I don't know. On paper, I feel like I like the jazz side of it better, getting young players and some picks, but we'll see. Cleveland wants to win now, and Donovan Mitchell definitely can. I mean, it's crazy how many Donovan Mitchell jerseys I see down here. I mean, there's a Donovan Mitchell jazz jersey everywhere I go. It's it's wild. This city loves him. Um, I, I agree with you in that I think I like the jazz return better, but – this puts the Cavs in a pretty good spot. Yeah, um, for sure. Personnel wise, they gave up a lot for him. Um, and as I said, I don't think they're a championship contender, but I think they put themselves in a better spot. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm for it. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about earlier in the show, um, Nick Hill, Nick Hill signed extension. a five year yeah. extension at Southern uh, yeah. to stay on as the football coach with the Salukis. Uh, Decoy native Southern Illinois guy. I know he loves it there. And and after the last couple seasons they've had, it's, it's nice to know there's going to be remains some stability. I think there's just been a lot of question marks in that, in that athletic department with turnovers, with athletic directors. And yep. you bring in a couple of essentially uh favorite, ch- favorite child, favorite children as their head coaches, uh, favorite sons, I guess would be the term um, to take over your, your two, um, you know, biggest athletic programs. And uh, there's been, you know, some question marks on stability and things, but uh, like Nick, uh, <laughs> like Nick, happy for him. Um, happy for the Salukis. I think that was a big move for, for them. Yeah. Uh, I love the move. I was with his, uh, some of his family Friday night watching the Pinkneyville game. Uh, we talked about it a little bit and talked about their game Saturday, and then we won't talk about that game ever again. So, um, but happy to have Nick. <laughs> Uh, obviously happy to have Nick and um, have some stability huge because the AD just came in a month ago and for him to give and agree to give Nick the, the extension means that um, they're on yeah. the same page. So, yep. All right. Uh, anything from the world of movies or TV or entertainment? I was hoping we had a little more time, but can you just describe quickly? Cause we only got three minutes left. The what spit? is going on with don't worry, darling. <laughs> that was going to be my second question. That, oh. was the, that was the other question I was going to ask. Was did that's like Harry the only Styles, thing I care about right now? Did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? Yes, um, he 
Yeah. So basically, I'll try to give you the short version before we we run out of time on Zoom. Um, this is a movie that has been ongoing for a while. It's finally out of post post production. It's ready to premiere. It premiered at the Venice Film Festival over the weekend. Uh, it's already had a lot of drama because this is the movie that um, Shia LaBeouf was notably fired from uh, and replaced by Harry Styles, who then felt found himself in a relationship with. Um, well, I can't even think of her name now. Olivia, Olivia Wilde, Wild, uh, who then famously was served divorce papers from her ex-husband now, Savage. Jason Sudeikis. Uh, now there's also the reports that Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh didn't exactly get along on set. Uh, there's, you know, some what's going on with their relationship. Were they professional? Were they not professional on set? Then they go to the Venice Film Festival and there's a lot of, you know, reports that they never made eye contact. And then there's this video flying around the internet that apparently Harry Styles spit spat on Chris Pine, who's also in the movie. And the video is interesting. I've watched it several times and you can't really tell, but the way Pine reacts, it's yeah, I don't know. And yeah. now to come to find out that the movie, the reviews aren't very good. So I've had this movie like high up on my most excited for most anticipated list all year long. And now it's just, Everything that's going on with this movie, man, it's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. So, I don't know. I I but, thought maybe he, like, spit his gum out at him or something. It's I, one I of those know. things. There's a couple different angles of it, and you just can't really tell. I've heard people defend it like he didn't. Like, Chris Pine was just kind of reacting to something. I don't know. It's just hard to know. Uh, but, yeah, the whole thing is a mess. Um, I'm still excited to see the movie, although, I, as I said, the reviews, the early reviews out of the film festivals and the early uh, critics that have seen the movie are not good. So uh, yeah, that's don't worry, darling. That comes out later this month. Uh, we're about to shut down. Uh, we're about to run out of time. So that's been, that's going to be it for us here at no one asks us. He's Craig. I'm Logan. Uh, follow us on all of our social media, like share, subscribe, all that stuff. We will see you guys next week and go Illini. Episode 69.